Welcome to, to Afrosaya. Afrosaya. Afro Hello everyone, welcome to Afro Saya, the Afro-Latino podcast. Today in our show, we will continue talking about blackness in the Americas. Our guest is Uruguay. We will share a little bit of history, music, culture, and more. Let's begin. Once again, welcome to Afro Saya, the Afro-Latino podcast. I'm Alex Gutierrez. Today in our show, we will continue talking about blackness in the Americas, and we are looking at Afro-Uruguayos. I have a conflict with the pronunciation in English. We will say Afro-Uruguayan. I prefer to say Afro-Uruguayos y Afro-Uruguayas, as inclusive as our vocabulary in Spanish needs to be. Uruguay is a beautiful country. It's located in South America. The official name is the Oriental Republic of the Uruguay, or República Oriental del Uruguay. It shares borders with Argentina, Brazil, El Rio de la Plata, and the Atlantic Ocean. Uruguay was colonized by Europeans relatively late compared with neighboring countries. Montevideo is the capital city, and it was founded as a military stronghold by the Spanish in the early 18th centuries, signifying the competing claims over the region. Uruguay won its independence between 1811 and 1828, following a four-way struggle between Spain, Portugal, and later Argentina and Brazil. It looks like everyone around Uruguay wanted a piece of land of this beautiful country. Now, let's talk about Afro-Uruguayos. I think if you have to name countries where the African diaspora is, You may start thinking about Cuba, Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela, but Uruguay. And this is a common belief. Well, let me tell you, I found a very interesting fact. In the census of 1993, only 93% of the population in Uruguay identified themselves as white. This was even higher than the United States where 75% of the population identified itself as white in the census of 2000. So, imagine that in a small country as Uruguay is, to think that you're not white was a kind of like a crime. White people ensure that blacks weren't part of the Uruguayan history, which is completely wrong. Here's the other side of the story. Montevideo, the capital city of Uruguay, was a port of entry for slaves. Ships were bringing Africans to El Rio de la Plata. In a previous episode, we started with Argentina, and El Rio de la Plata is a key port to understand the history of blacks in South America. Anyways, 
Most of the slave ships continued to Argentina and distributed to Chile and Bolivia. But during the late 1800s and early 1700s, approximately 20,000 African slaves disembarked in Montevideo and remained in Uruguay. By 1800, the national population was estimated to be 25% African and Afro-Uruguayos. So, by 1993, in the census report, what is that population reflected? Don't tell me that the 25% of the population of African and Afro-Uruguayos all suddenly disappeared. If you want to check this fact, you can go to blackpst.org, blackpst.org, and you will find what I'm telling you. Another interesting aspect of Afro-Uruguayans come in a political form. They organize in social clubs, political clubs, and dancing and recreational groups. Afro-Uruguayos were educated. Afro-Uruguayans' high educational achievements in the 1930s allowed them to organize one of the three only black political parties in Latin America. You might be wondering, where were the other two? Any guess? Well, the others were in Cuba and in Brazil. In Cuba, the political party was called the Partido Independiente de Color, and in Brazil, the Frente Negra Brasileira. So, the black political party in Uruguay was called Partido Autóctono Negro, PAN. But this party was trying to be part of the only two political parties in Uruguay, the Blancos and Colorados. So, the political campaign was based on color, and the Colorados were already a political party, and the voters split their alliances and they favored the Colorados, and the PAN, Partido Autóctono Negro, disbanded in 1944. Whew, that was a lot of history. But we need to know, what's up with Afro-Uruguayos today? And there are a lot of aspects to cover. We will share a piece of music with you, and when we come back, we will talk about education, racial discrimination, and politics. And all of this into Candombe. Oscar Ulloa is a PhD candidate in the Hispanic Studies Department at the University of California, Riverside. And he wrote a beautiful piece of history about Candombe. And I really want to read as it is because I, I feel like he captures the history of the Candombe. And I want to honor this piece of music that it's connected with our ancestry. So here it comes. Candombe is an Afro-Uruguayan music style and dance centered around drums and performed by groups called comparsas. It has its roots with the African slaves forcefully taken to Uruguay during the colonial period 
and slightly into independence. As a word, candombe is employed as a qualifier to express all that it is tied to Afro-Uruguayan culture. Sometimes it's called as cosa de negros, things of blacks. Despite of being brandished as a racial disparaging qualification, this has never dissuaded non-Afro-Uruguayan interested in candombe. But it that's complicated. At first, it was a religious ritual from Africa that was later re-signified and employed during Catholic festivities, which today has translated into Carnaval in Uruguay. In fact, is in itself a testament to, to how the Afro-Uruguayan community has negotiated the survival of their tradition into the Uruguayan culture. That fact is in itself a testament to how the Afro-Uruguayan community has negotiated the survival of their traditions into today's Uruguayan culture. Candombe then as a practice, managed to endure and become a stalwart to Afro-Uruguayan community organization and expression. As a marginalized group, that was the way of opening a space for themselves in public spaces outside of a work environment, where they were typically assigned to military services and menial work. However, there in their performance, they literally take the street, ganar la calle, and in song, and dance exists in the face of discriminatory circumstances. The lyrics of candombe through the 19th and 20th centuries have a history of manifesting discontent with those conditions, denouncing the practical forces, military service of the 19th century, and the limited opportunities to work that, they, that seems to be a perpetual state of affair to this day. Candombe also went beyond the holidays. Due to the segregation and grouping of Afro-Uruguayan population, in the 20th century they were put in conventillos, which will be more or less translated into housing projects. These conventillos have helped them the formation of the candombe's culture. Impromptu performances by comparsas are initiated by a llamada that calls, consists of someone going out into the streets and beginning to play the drums. Whosoever answers the llamada recognizes the drumming for what it is and is invited to form part of the comparsa's performance. The intimacy behind a call to ask if another is there and have the call, recognize and answers is indicated of a solidarity in the improvised community that is created. Well, people, there you have it. Afro-Uruguayos.
Alrighty. If you want to know more about Afro-Uruguayos, I would like to propose the following. First, if you are outside Uruguay, look for information online about Afro-Uruguayos. That will tell the internet browsers that people are looking for information about black people in Uruguay. Second, participate in events and seminars where Afro-Uruguayan culture is the central topic. Ask questions and be an active listener in those events, which I have seen people just like, yeah, 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 ask questions. <laughs> Third, share information about Afro-Uruguayos. If you are in social media, make friends with Afro-Uruguayan organizations. Ask them about events and share their stories and photos. Finally, if you are in Uruguay, recognize that Uruguay is also negra. a lot to talk. But if you have questions or want to know more about our topic of the day and you feel that we didn't cover, you can email me or you can email us as afrocontacto at gmail.com afrocontacto at gmail.com or go to afrosaya.com and get in touch with us. We're also on social media. We are on Facebook and on Twitter, and you can find me as Afrosaya. I'm also on Instagram, and you can find me as Afrosaya as well. With that, let's open the segment Afromail. Well, people send me emails every day, and those emails are very kind and very encouraging, and some of them were very political, and I have to say, I know, I know, the U.S. is going under political pressure right now. Yes, I agree with all of you who send me an email about that particular topic. But I don't want to talk about politics. So that's why I don't follow or talk about any political issue right now in the show. So, for those who are interested in politics, I will not talk about it. This is a podcast where we want to talk about education and we want to also make awareness of the Afro-Latino community in the Americas. That's the point. If we have to get political, well, we will prepare a show for it. But right now, we're just keeping keeping low-profile political aspects, okay? Uh, the supporters, the supporters, I want to shout out to the people who are continuing to support financially our show. We have five awesome Patreons. We call them Sayantis. So thank you so much, guys, for continuing supporting us. Social media, I want to thank to the people who are following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our community in Instagram and Facebook and Twitter continues to grow. So thank you, guys. And recommendations. I also want to recommend some podcasts. I've been listening to Pardon My Bullshit podcast. <laughs> and this podcast is for real. Pardon My Bullshit podcast. You guys have to you, ha you guys have to listen to it. It's it's amazing. It's on iTunes, so just, you know, type it on. And my other recommendations for you is Wild Black. So this podcast has an episode about sexual confidence while black. And I love it. I love it. I don't want to give much about the podcast itself, but I want you guys to go and listen to them. So, well, Black and Pardon My Bullshit podcast <laughs> are my favorite right now. 
So if you have a favorite podcast that is produced by an Afro-Latino or Afro-Latinos, black people or person of color, don't forget to let me know. Okay, I also listen to other podcasts that aren't produced by people of color. So let me know what you're listening. My friend Gabriel recommend me a smoothcast. I guess pronounced like that, a smoothcast. Uh, this podcast is produced um, by Kevin Smith and Scott Moiser. So they are non-Afro-Latino podcasts. And I got to say, I like it. I like it. A lot of F-words. You know, I should say maybe explicit content, but it's interesting. I really like, and these guys have live shows too. So that's even, you know, big. So if you want to listen to something else, there you go. Okay. So last episode, I said I was going to share some YouTube channels. So here are my favorite ones. Well, actually, I just have two. I have a lot, but I decided to just share two. The first one is about <laughs> tattoos. Okay, so it's 25 Tattoos Artist Reveal. Well, that episode and that particular topic talks about people getting tattoos in the most insane places. <laughs> insane because it may hurt. People are getting tattoos like in their penis, in their vaginas, in their boobies, like crazy stories about, you know, stories of criminal cases going on. So these 25 tattoo artists reveals a lot. So if you are into tattoos and you want to know something else, well, I was just searching and I found it. This I was like, oh, let's listen. Oh, this watch. Very interesting. So if you wanted to check that out, 25 tattoo artists reveal. And I have to say, I really like Tyler Oakley. He's a YouTuber. Um... This is another YouTube channel that I've been listening or uh, watching in this case. Uh, Taylor, well, the first time I fell in love with him, <laughs> I got to say it's in The Amazing Race. So amazing stories. He produced a lot of videos for his friends as well, for people. So it's kind of cool. So I like it. I like it. You know, he has fun stuff. And I got to say, so... I follow him on Twitter because after the amazing race, I was like, I have to know this guy. So I follow him on Twitter and he has this cool video about him dressed as Adriana Grande, Ariana Grande. And I guess people start making, you know, his own comments with that. So I found it one like me arriving late to school because... <laughs> Taylor dressed as Adriana Grande and he's walking on Halloween um, in LA in a Halloween parade. And it's hilarious. He's wearing like a runway and, and his hair and his lollipop. And it's so funny. I made it my own too, like me after my test or something. So it was cool. Uh, people are doing those stuff like me walking 30 minutes late to a meeting, knowing I'm late. So it's kind of fun. So Tyler, I really love what you're doing. I hope one day we can meet each other. And he also have a podcast. So I don't know what's the situation of the podcast, but I think it's this psychological or psycho Bible or something. I don't know. I don't want to say anything wrong on that podcast, but uh, the YouTube, Tyler Oakley, you can see, you can watch that. It's free. It's online. Well, that's what I'm doing in my free time right now. So... Um, very little free time too. <laughs> All right. I guess it's time to say goodbye. 
I will come back next week with another awesome episode about blackness in the Americas, so stay tuned. I will share links and videos on the website, so go to afrosaya.com. Oh, before I go, I have to say, I have to say, we are preparing a special episode about Latin Podcast Award. So we will be sharing a little bit of that on next episode. So get ready for the Latin Podcast Award, which we have been sharing um, on Instagram. So if you are on Instagram, you want to know more about it, just go to uh, Afrosaya on Instagram and you will find what we're talking about. So I'm going to be sharing biography, um, I'm going to be sharing links and information where I found all the information for today. So if you want to know something or follow up after this podcast, please visit afrosaya.com. That's where the place you can find the information. Okay. So bye-bye, guys. See you next time. Historia. Afrosaya. Conocimiento. Identidad.